0: Welcome to episode number 16 with Christy Smith from Virtual Elves. Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lackovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting-edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary
1: business. Now, let's go.
0: Now attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem, we're speaking another language. It's official. Raise your glasses. Your business is now speaking to the masses. School holidays have finished officially and tomorrow is Braxton's first day back at school and <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's my first time juggling the school holidays and planning out the whole business so it could run and to be able to be a mum. And I decided to not have to juggle so much and to be able to have a fair bit of time off. And I tell you what, it really put everything out of whack. Uh, I like to do my morning exercise, even if it's just a walk in the sun. Thank God I had my dancing at night. But I tell you what, just the diet was really hard to keep under control. Just so many outings. And I realise how programmed we are on the weekends just to have that bit of flexibility. But every day on school holidays makes you feel like it's the weekend. So I'm sitting in the movies and all I want to have is munchies. But, you know, it's a weekday and i would already been there once this week. So... (laughs) really trying to rein things in and just to keep those cravings under control and just make sure that the negative program or the habits don't creep up just because you're out and about all the time. So I made sure we did a lot of playing, a lot of lots of visits to parks and getting that physical activity. And I actually did one thing on purpose. I purposely wore exercise gear a lot during the holidays. So I was more physical because I felt like if I was in sort of nicer clothes, I probably would watch him play at the park. I probably wouldn't get my hands dirty and get in there. So I really purposely wore more sports gear. And I noticed it really worked because I was really up there climbing up the ropes and just really just rolling my sleeves up and getting in. And I tell you what, we're in sports gear during the day. Uh, it makes you remember that you want to stay fit and you want to look good. <laughs> So it was a great unconscious thing that I actually had. So I don't know how you went if you're you're a mum. If you're not, or if your kids have grown up, well, lucky you. Your last two weeks, hope they've been firing off nice and strong. Today, we're going to be talking to Christy Smith from Virtual Elves, and she's going to be showing you how to get more time in your life. Doesn't matter if you're a mum, but hey, we're all business women and what we need is to be able to have that flexibility to be able to build a life around our business so our business doesn't consume us. So Christy's given you a download today, which is 100 things you can get a VA to do. And I tell you what, we go from the A to Z in helping you get set up with a virtual assistant, how to get the information out of your head from the tasks that you need to get them to do. Because a lot of people go, I don't know what tasks to get them to do. but I'm so busy. So it's how to get that information out of your head, uh, how to actually rapidly grow the bottom line of your business, getting you doing higher return tasks and getting somebody else to do the return on tasks that really shouldn't be spending a lot of your time doing. And it's not going to make the biggest dent financially in your business, but it's going to take a lot of weight and pressure off you. So you're not so stressed. Also, I asked some real sticky questions, which are probably on the top of your mind, which is, how do you train a virtual assistant? Perhaps you're used to having physical staff and you wanted to make the change, but it's scary for you. So we hit all this on the head today. It's an awesome interview. Great, great, great information. Christy does not hold back with the information that she shares today. And that's just who Christy is as a person. I had the privilege of being able to witness her as a client in my Mastermind program last year, and she does not know how to play any other way except for full out, and you're going to hear that in the interview today. She's an incredible, intelligent woman and also just a beautiful human being. So more about Christy. She started Virtual Elves in 2009. She now has has a team of over 25 virtual assistants that are continually growing from graphic designers, web developers, and other various contractors. She does get out and about. She gets asked to speak at many different events these days. And she also has her own show on Brin, which is an international education app for business owners. And she has her very own show called Outsourcing for Success. Without further ado, let me introduce you to the amazing Christy Smith. My gosh, today is going to be a topic that is life-changing if you have a business and you're a solo entrepreneur, even if you're a business in the growth phase. This is what we're going to talk about today has completely not just revolutionized my business, but it's given me a life as well, which is really cool. So today we are talking about how to grow your business using virtual assistance. And we have Christy Smith on the line today. Thank you very much, Christy, for being a part of the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show.
1: Thanks, Annette. I'm excited to be here. Hi, everybody. Hello.
0: And yes, this is Lifestyle. So we're going we're gonna to hit on business and how it's going to help you have a better life, ladies. <laughs> Listen up. All right. So let's just dive in deep um, with you, Christy. I want to start at the very start about where you've come from, how the idea was created and how it's evolved. Let's go there first so everyone understands where you're coming from.
1: Fantastic. All right. So, um, look, I've been working since I was 15 years old. I used to manage stores at Paddy's Markets of all places and, you know, was always, you know, wanting to be the organiser and the person in charge. And, you know, I pushed the envelope and I I really worked hard all my life, you know, leading up from that in uh, hospitals, in hotels, you know, I got to the point, though, where I had kids mm-hmm. and, you know, I was working in a medical communications company five days a week as their office manager and I found myself every single day sitting there for eight hours a day doing nothing. I was <laughs> bored. I was doing nothing and I'm sitting there going, they're, they're literally, they literally, they had me employed so that just in case... Something was delivered to the office. Yeah. There was someone there to collect it. How right? old
0: were you then? Because the the Christy Smith that I know now is like <laughs> such a doer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that wasn't that long ago. So that was about thirteen years ago. Oh, wow. So- 40, uh, uh, 13, what was I? 33, God. right? And you'd be thinking, <laughs> I'm so worth more than this
0: Like <laughs> you're, 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 you're an achiever, right?
1: I was, so I was getting paid imagine. a really, really good wage for sitting there doing nothing. So whilst I was doing that, I sat there, I thought, this is such a waste of money for the business owners. Mm. They were a small business, you know, I'm surprised they could afford to pay me what they were paying me. And so I started in my head to concoct an idea of, well, you know, next year I've got a daughter that's starting school. I wanted to be around more for her. I wanted to have, you know, be able to go to the swimming carnivals, be able to go to things. Mm. But I knew that I couldn't do that working nine to five in this dead-end job that, you know, was, was wasting my time. So I started to build my business as I was sitting there, so to be honest, the last six months of working with them was highly productive because yeah. I gained what I have now, which is virtual. <laughs>
0: <levels>. <laughs> I it's not... like your scholarship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it was really amazing because I started to do a little bit of research and said, "Well, what are my skills? What am I good at? What could I do from a home office?" You know, mm-hmm. and. I, I stumbled upon something in the UK that said work as a virtu- virtual assistant from home. And I, I'd never heard of anything like that before. And I went, oh, this sounds really cool. What, what sorts of things could I do? And so I started to model off what they were already doing in the US and the UK. But wow. Australia, this was 10 years ago. Australia hadn't really grasped onto that. hmm It's very new, very new. -hmm. Um, And the idea of a virtual assistant or a VA, no one even knew what that was. And and most people, you know, probably about 50% of the population, business population, still don't know what it is. Right.
0: absolutely and they don't even know that it's a real person so just if you're listening and you 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 don't understand it's not a computer that speaks back to you <laughs> it is actually a physical person because <laughs> yeah. so many people don't even realize that I don't know how many people have yeah. had a conversation where they say
1: oh is it a real person yes yeah <laughs> generally yeah. and Mimi are real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not AI and you know <laughs> I, I agree and and so so I just um I left that job and I started at home and luckily for me, there were two uh, legal, or they were IP lawyers who uh, their daughters went to kindy with my daughter and they needed help. They needed someone to book their appointments, someone to book their travel, that sort of stuff. And that's how I started out as a VA for them. Mm, so nice. yeah, but then the word got around that I was good at it and I started working 20 hours a week and it started getting busier than what I could handle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess from that point, I started experimenting and saying, "Well, all right, if I can't do all of this myself, who can help me?" Um, because I wasn't earning a lot of money. You know, back then I was probably earning thirty bucks an hour if I was lucky. You know, so ten years ago, thirty bucks an hour—it was a nice little hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have to tell you the story that my husband. After 18 months in the business said to me, all right, I love that you're happy and that you've got time with the kids, but it's not helping to pay the mortgage. So you either have to work out how it can help pay the mortgage or you have to go back to your corporate you know, corporate world, start earning some money. And, oh, my God, the tears and the, you know, the things that followed after that because that was challenging the ideal of what I really wanted it to be compared to going back to a world that I felt was not flexible, didn't didn't really value the skills that I had and, you know, wasn't going to give me the life that I was looking for.
0: And can I just pause for a second because this is You know, on the precipice of where maybe some of the women listening are right now and why they've actually jumped onto this interview. Mm. Because. Everything we're talking about where you're, where you were at was the pain of something. It, it's, it's working, but you know that there's more that can happen, but mm. it's pushing your boundaries to do something bigger that you've never done before, which is what every woman listening here has either done or is going through in their business. And it took that massive amount of pain where you've gone, I've either got to try to restructure this and make this work. Or I've got to go back to employment, which I don't know how many women have said, I'm not making money. Like for you to make $30 an hour, um, mm. some women, they're sitting there thinking, wow, I'd love to make $30 an hour, right, <laughs> yeah. in their business, especially in their first year. <laughs> so some of them do think about needing to go back to work to get a salary to come in because they have the bills to pay. So mm. tell me what happened then for you to be able to push through that pain and that fear to then create virtual elves?
1: Yeah, so that was really interesting. You know, after all the tears and and realizing that there was no way I was going to put myself back into corporate, I started to think, well, how can I get creative around getting support so I can bring on more clients, which will give me more money? Um, and at that time, there was a platform called Odesk, which nice. is a freelance. You know, it's yeah. now called Upwork. Um, you know, it was a freelance site, and I I was fairly I guess adventurous in um, trying new things. And I thought, all right, let's jump on there and just see whether I can find a virtual assistant, maybe, I don't know, in another country that, you know, might charge me a bit less and support Mm -hmm. some of the work that I was doing. And so I did that. I jumped online, I interviewed a few girls, and I found a girl by the name of Cherry. And she had a great attitude. She was, really early in her career as well as a virtual assistant and we just clicked and we stumbled along together now i'm embarrassed to say she was five dollars an hour at that time i'll <laughs> <We'll> be
0: proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now you you know you've got extra hands and you're able to you know yeah. still pay yourself and pay her <laughs> It's not a big chunk out of your, your hourly
1: rate. That's right. And at the time, I could only afford to pay her $50 a week. Mm-hmm. So that was $10 more that hours in the week that I could give her extra work. And so within the first three months, my client base doubled, which yeah. was fabulous.
0: And so it then cost you $200 for that month
1: to double <laughs> okay. yeah. your client base. Exactly. Great investment. Yeah, it was a great investment. And then it just kept growing. And so we we found, and she was resourceful as well, and she kind of went, Christy, maybe we could find another person to join us. You know, and we started to just add resources. So the next person was a graphic designer because one of our clients wanted some print work done. So we went to Odesk again and sourced a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And it worked out beautifully. And And so we just... It was a very slow process. Now the business is ten years old. Cherry's still with me, okay? Yay! <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now she's she's more like a business partner than she is yeah. <laughs> someone that you know just supports things. And she runs our massive team of twenty five virtual assistants across the world. So yeah. she's you know she's incredible. But it was just the lesson that that was out of that was just step by step by step, start adding to what yeah. you've already got in place the foundation needs to be there but then slowly but surely if you're adventurous enough and you can just start to outlay the smallest amount of money to get the next level of of help or you know add something new to what you've already got then it works Mm -hmm. you know
0: so let's go then into what are some of the problems that people are having now while they should outsource because for Mm -hmm. me it was definitely I had Braxton and Mm -hmm. I knew everything that was coming up in the, the next two years I had it all planned out where I was doing launches and I'm doing products and I'm doing tours and and I needed that support so I had got my first virtual assistant and that was four years ago I want to go into as well we'll just make a note of this that I want to go into how to set them up so remind me of that because I do want to go there because she did not have the best upbringing like my first video no. <laughs> I actually, um, yeah. but let's talk about what are some of the uses that we can have because uh, some people don't even realize what a virtual assistant or a VA can actually do for them mm-hmm. for their business
1: yeah look I guess to answer the first question really talking about um, talking about what the problems are you know I think as women particularly we tend to think we can hold on to everything it's really easy for us to take on you know one thing and then the next thing and and we can cope which is interesting right we do have the mechanisms to bring a whole lot of things onto our plate and still cope until we completely fall apart yeah, right hence the show and that, exactly <laughs> <laughs> hence the herpreneur lifestyle yeah. show because they've done that yeah. yeah that's right i've been there, done that about three times in the last <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but you know the the thing is because of that we don't see the signs early enough that we do need to get help before we get into the overwhelm so Mm -hmm. it's things like you know taking on too many things not um not wanting to give up control is a big thing for women
0: oh yes
1: isn't it like Mm -hmm. we feel like no one can do the job as well as we can Mm -hmm. um you know whereas men have no problems doing that and giving giving up control of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes a lot of the time from being a mother, particularly. Um, you know, if you if listeners are mothers, then we control the family, you know, a lot of what we do, we control everything that happens. We're the
0: CEO. So we're the we're CEO the, of the home. Yeah, <laughs> oh, So yeah, and you're right, putting us into a business if you're you're stuck in that I'm the only person for this job or I can do this. There's definitely that's, that's a massive sticking point or a bottleneck for you to be able to grow your business.
1: Mm. and then the other problem that you know we'll then go into is really around they don't know what is possible they don't know what's out there they don't know what someone could do for them for what cost you know so um there's this fear around particularly in startups and and young businesses there's this fear around well i just don't have enough money to even pay myself let alone pay somebody else to do something um but the thing is, it's that catch-22 because if you don't bring in somebody else, you'll never have enough money to pay yourself. Yeah. You'll never grow. You'll never step beyond what you're capable of doing in your time. So you have to step out of that and take that risk. And even if it's just one small task that gives you 10 extra hours in the week, that is going to be enough for you to go out and get more clients and work within your zone of genius so that you can bring in more money into the business. Yeah,
0: cool could not agree with you more. Your business will not grow if you're sitting there doing some of the lower um, grade tasks
1: mm-hmm.
0: that where you should be out building the business. So 70 to 80% of your time should be out building your business doing some type of sales activity mm-hmm. or lead generation. And the task that uh, what I call below your pay grade, and that's not, not being disrespectful to anyone that's working for you as an employee, but you are the business owner, so you should be making more than what it is that you're actually paying that person. And mm. you to be able to get somebody doing a task that is easier to teach, or they could even be better at it like my VAs a better than me in so many different ways. Like, I just <laughs> let me stick to what I do, and you do that um, mm. because it does. As you're saying, it allows you to spend the time on your business to grow it. Mm. And even like you said, you started off with five hours a week, was what you started with. It's what are you going to do with those five hours? And sometimes, ladies, it's just nice to do. If, if your business is starting to motor along and when it's at that stage is to do nothing is to go like for me to be able to say to, to Gemily now who's my main VA is to say to her, uh, it's three I've got to pick up Braxton. I'll be online. I'll check him regularly, but well. to be able to step away from my desk and to know that she's got the task lined up and mm. to not feel guilty that I'm actually paying somebody to help run the back end of my business. And I can actually be, mum or I can train or I can do something that's nice let's go into what are some of the things that they can do
1: Mm. so um (laughs) there's so many things what can't (laughs) they not do yeah so I, I think you've got to look at it from the point of view of if you can actually turn um, something into a process so if you can actually write down the instructions and or create a tiny little screen cast um, video to show someone how to do something and it's fairly simple to follow then anything like that can be outsourced Okay. The stuff that you should be doing yourself is strategic work. So anything that involves higher level thinking, strategy, planning, um, you know, it's, it's that CEO role. Mm. So it's the thinking around the business. You can get them involved in that, of course, because they're part of your team, but you're in control of that and you should be doing the stuff you love. You shouldn't be doing the stuff you don't, you know, and a prime example of that is that, um, you know, you need to be doing your figures. I get that. You've got to be on top of it and in control of it. But I hate doing my figures, right? Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate sort of the, what goes into it. So I get my VA to actually do all of the pre stuff so that all I need to do is just look at it. Just just Exactly, and then and then assess what's going on. Then I don't have the pain and the angst that goes with. Oh my god, I just don't want to even get into that. But I do want to know how well the business is doing. Mm.
0: So we might no? have some listeners there going, "I don't know what task to give them. I understand they mm-hmm. can do everything. I don't understand what I what what to do. How is it? What is the best mm-hmm. way to work out?" what tasks you should give to them and that you specifically need based on your business.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I've got a fabulous process that I run people through and um, it's going to be available to them, I believe, in the show notes. Um, it's a task audit. Okay. So, the first step really is to understand what you're already doing. So, it's, it's sitting down with a piece of paper. Please don't try to do it on an app on a computer or whatever Mm. you need to write it down on a piece of paper take that take that notebook you know get yourself a notebook and sit there from the start of the day and write down what you do every single day and you just write the start time what the task is and that's it you record it for the day. You record your personal stuff, your downtime, your kids' time, whatever you need to do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And you do that for five days. It doesn't have to be five consecutive days because a lot of businesses, you know, don't run the same every week. Mm-hmm. So it could be, you know, over a period of time. But that's going to give you the truth and it's going to give you the real time value of where you're spending your time so you know it's very easy for me to say to someone what did you do yesterday and they say oh I did a bit of social media and I did this and I did that And I said well how much time do you actually spend on yeah. social
0: yeah <laughs> how much time do you that. spend trying to find the perfect image like <laughs> I'll let someone else do that I'll go this is what I want <laughs>
1: A lot of people will sit there and just, will just, you know, it just goes round and round and round mm-hmm. in circles and they still haven't achieved anything, right? Mm-hmm. So that will give you a bit of a, an overview. You then need to sit down and, and do a brain dump of all of the things that you want to do in the business that you're not doing. Okay, because this sets us up then for the future. It says, you know what, I'd really love to be doing podcasts, for example, but I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. I don't know. I just don't have time. All of those things. Put it on your list because that might be something in the future that you can get a VA to start building the elements for you to start getting it off the ground. Mm. All
0: right. Let's let's go into this. I'm just going to give everyone um, the address. So this is going to be the easiest way in the show notes. If you just click, it's annettlakevich.com forward slash VA. So VA standing for virtual assistant. If you go onto that page... You will see all the links. We'll do the links for Christy's website and also for this um, task audit challenge to go through and to be able to really just, I I think probably the most shocking thing for anyone doing this is when they'll be shocked to see how much time (laughs) they're wasting on Mm. low like low money making tasks and that's normally where we get stuck in business is we're spending so much time on tasks that really aren't moving us truly forward out of what i call the toddler stage into the teenager stage which is like starting to make that money um and they get stuck just doing lots of these um low tasks or taking a long time to do it and they're only accountable to themselves
1: and it's just simple things like doing your social media. Like you could have a VA that all they do is they search for your images, they, they put the watermarks on the images for you, for your memes or your photos, they prepare all the posts for you, for you to approve, and then they go in and schedule it all and get it done. Yeah. Now, that can save you so much time every week, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Even just the thought of thinking about what am I going to post this week creates inconsistency in what you're doing. If you start to then create consistency in what you're doing and you're not paying a lot of money to have someone do it, then your business starts to get visibility and start, the brand starts to get known because you're consistently there. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Tell me, who is, who is a VA right for and who is it not right for?
1: Look, I think a VA is right for anybody, to be honest. I mean, even I talk to startup businesses that, you know, are trying to work out, well, how do I get started? They've got to build a website. They've got to build, you know, their social media platforms. They've got to start somewhere. And if you, if you try to do it all yourself in the early stages, you can. But if you want to get on top of things sooner mm. and not spend two years in the startup phase of your business then why not put somebody on and just, I don't know, spend $100 and just get them to do some of those small things for you so that you don't feel overwhelmed in the starting stages. You know, the stats for businesses that don't make it to their second year is astounding in Australia, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I believe a lot of that is because we as small business owners are trying to do it all ourselves.
0: Yeah, and there's so much accessibility now for us to be able to um, not just create a business but to be able to maintain a business and to be able to be more visible in the marketplace the reason why I say who is it right for and who's it not right for I have a client she's a long-term client and she's always had physical staff and she's I know that she needs a VA she needs someone that can just do a lot of the data entry, um, booking appointments, confirming appointments, just a lot of the stuff that's in behind the scenes. Mm. And she's really found it hard to even just fathom going yeah. to a virtual assistant, not a physical person. Mm. So mm. there's that there's that um, uncomfortability yes. that happens for some of us to be able to get used to, to using it online. Have you noticed that's more with a different type of generation, like an older generation or?
1: Oh, completely. And, yes, it is definitely more sort of those bricks and mortar businesses that are naturally not online or and naturally. I mean, I, I've got a client who's a travel agent and she works from home. Everything she does is online and yet she can't understand how a virtual assistant can do work for her. Um, <laughs> it, it just astounds. Me, but that's she's in her sixties, and you know she's she's had a shop and a retail front before, so she's always had staff. But when I actually sit down with her and I show her the process of what she needs to do, um, she's okay with that. Mm. You know, and I explain to her and say it's no different to the way you deal with your clients by phone or online. They're just not sitting next to you. Mm.
0: And I think that's the hardest bit is then that discomfort to get comfortable again, get comfortable Mm -hmm. with being uncomfortable, and that's what we need to do always in business. Though I think then the next part is they're probably so used to training somebody physically face-to-face. So let's dive into that because I know I put somebody on the worst time ever. (laughs) I was extremely busy. I was just lucky that she was a, a very competent VA, Mm. Though, you know, it wasn't the best training I ever gave up. Yeah. <laughs> and then my next VA, uh, she was she was a pretty green, though I loved her enthusiasm. I hired her more on the values, and we got to have some time actually training. So what's the best way to get somebody started? Because mm. I know the hardest bit I think is You're learning how to get your processes out and on paper, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're so used to doing things. We know everything, what we need to do, it's all in our head. But if we were to get knocked off, no one knows what it is to do. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the hardest bits is getting the process down. But is there a process or is this a part of the task audit to learn how to teach, like what it is, how to teach them? Uh, Can Mm -hmm. you talk us or walk us through that?
1: Yeah, look, absolutely, and and that is the number one sticking point that I find with people um, as to why they don't go ahead with getting a virtual assistant because the stigma around bringing someone on board is I don't have time to train them. I don't even have time to do anything. So, what we do, the process is that there's so much technology available to us now that makes things so much easier. So, I would always recommend, because when you're working with a virtual assistant, essentially you're giving them things that need to be done that are online, okay? You're not sitting next to them. they A lot of the time, they're not calling your clients and they're not having to do things where you need to be next to them. So the stuff that you're showing them is pretty much always stuff that you're currently doing yourself anyway. So my number one suggestion is download a program called Loom, L-O-O-M, as a screen recording tool. And what Loom does, I think the link for that is useloom.com, so U-S-E loom.com. We'll
0: pop that in the show notes as well. Anything that Christy mentions today, we'll have it all there. You can click through to all this stuff.
1: Brilliant. And so all that is is as you're physically doing a task, you click on the little Loom record button and you're going to record yourself doing the task but talking to it. So you're talking to them, you're explaining to them how you'd like it to be done and giving them the, the instructions. And then once you press stop, that video is there as a link that you can then send to someone to show them what you want them to do. Now, why is that important to do it as a visual component? Because most of our virtual assistants, particularly when they're offshore, learn better visually. Usually.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely. From my teaching so, background, it's like how many senses can you involve in teaching and if it's just auditory, it, it's it's not going to be retained as well as visual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah,
1: so so that's probably my biggest tip is to start. Don't don't wait until you have to do the processes to give to someone because usually that's when you're in overwhelm. Yeah. Do it now. So as you're sitting there, and you go, oh, I have to reconcile my zero account for my thing. Why don't I just record how I do that as you're doing <laughs> it? It doesn't take any extra time. And then, oh,
0: that one I would so not, not be me. recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. That. That, one, <laughs> that one I just outsource. I let them do everything. That is just not my forte. Just like I yeah. said before, just send me back the figures. <laughs> not doing bookkeeping trying it failed miserably definitely yep. not my strength but
1: <laughs> no that you've realized that right because that's not what you like and you are now in the realm of knowing that you can hand things over to people because you've done it and you know that you can so mm-hmm. for those that don't and are still a bit scared just start to put some things in place and that I, I guess from a process point of view and to make it work really well as a handover, once you've got all of those processes in place, you really need that first four weeks to not be sort of throwing everything you want them to do at them in one go, Yeah. okay? This is the biggest failure we see when working with a VA and the client comes back to us and goes, it's just not working. They don't know what I want them to do and Mm -hmm. I don't have time. Please book time. Do not bring on a virtual assistant unless you can block out an hour every day for the first two weeks to physically spend one-on-one time with them, even if it's just on Skype and you're sharing your screen to make sure they understand what you're wanting them to do, mm. and building that relationship it's no different to starting in a corporate business for example where you go in you have one day of induction where you get to know the company you they don't just sit you at a desk and go there you go and walk yep. away yep. okay
0: and that's that's the thing for me i have always treated my vas with as human beings because yeah. they are and I am a people person anyway so I do like to record things and sort of type in messages. I just prefer to talk anyway. Though yeah. it's, you know, it's being able to treat them Um, with respect, without throwing a whole heap of stuff on their plate. And if you have, there's times when poor Gemily, like she's worked (laughs) so hard and we haven't breathed all day and we're like, oh, my gosh, we've got to eat. So now obviously there's been a big shift in our business, which is wellness, and so now we do check with each other. Have you eaten? Yep, have you eaten? Though in launch time we've been so crazy. But then it's been able to acknowledge that as well. So I'll say to her, you worked so hard today. We've got everything dusted off. Do you want to mm. start early tomorrow or late tomorrow and still get paid the same hours? Or you can have the day off. And it's been able to treat them still with the nurturing um, respect that you would if it was a physical person mm. in an office.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the differentiation. You know, a lot of people think that it should be different when you hire a VA. I, whenever I'm speaking to groups of people, my number one thing is why, why do you think that hiring somebody physically into your business is different than hiring a VA. They have the same responsibilities. You should be bringing them in and respecting and treating them exactly the same way as if they were sitting right next to you. There is no difference. The difference is, yes, they're working in another country at a different, you know, location, but you are a team.
0: Yeah, absolutely, a
1: team. You are a team. yeah, And pull them
0: in because one thing you said before, which was one of the things that you should be doing is really having like that CEO hat on and doing the strategizing Mm. and growth strategizing and and, and business um, planning. And then you said, and you can share that with your team. And Mm. I think that's important as well because I will sometimes say to Jim, um, can you do this, this, this? And then she'll have to then pull me back and say, Can I get the concept of this? And I think, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten to give her the concept. And it's so important because I know um, with her and with Mimi, Mimi works more part-time, but with Gemily, it's she wants to know everything that's going on because then she contributes great ideas. Mm -hmm. So I remember saying to her at the very start, I said, I want you not just to feel like you have to do tasks. If you can see how something improves or if you want to voice something, please, you know, speak up. And she does Mm. continuously always give ideas and I'll either just go, yep, great, let's rock with it or no, that's cool, let's just keep going the one way. And I think being able to let them know what the vision is, what the mission is of your business or what the task is about. um, Mm. And, yeah, it does make a big difference. And I loved that she sometimes has to say to me, can you just tell me what the concept is?
1: (laughs) I love that. And, and, And that's what it needs to get to, you know. And, look, I... I struggle I I guess when when we're talking about resources and outsourcing and things like that there are many different places that you can go to to find those resources you know if you if you just want a couple of quick jobs done then by all means go to a freelance site yeah. and get someone to do that but if you know like you and You're I we're
0: talking about a team yeah, yeah. you're right because there are some just one-off tasks like for me just to get recordings edited for the show it's just it was a pretty quick way just finding out who's going to be the best person yeah and then for me it's just sending it through they know exactly what to do so there's a lot less communication you're right
1: Mm, yeah so you've got to look at it that way Mm. so you know Processes, putting those together, Um, your systems, thinking about your systems and how you communicate and operate is super important for the success of bringing somebody into your team. So, you know, this is funny because it's very easy for you to say, well, I don't know, I only use Skype. Well, if you're hiring somebody in South America, Skype doesn't work well. Okay, so um, I've got graphic designers in South America and I had to learn a new platform because I had to say to them, well, how do you communicate? And they say, we're on WhatsApp, everything's on WhatsApp or email. Mm -hmm. So, so I then had to go, okay, well, I like you and I like the work that you do. So I'm going to now communicate with you on WhatsApp and pop everything into a project management tool so that you know what's going on. And that's how we communicate. Um, my Philippine girls, they love communicating on Skype. So that's that's what I communicate with them on. You you need to be flexible, and you need to be able to 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 move with whatever is going to work best for both of you to communicate. Mm. Um, yeah. You know. And the other thing that I'll just mention as well, just a tip, is when you're bringing someone on board in the early stages of running a business, I mean, if you're scaling and you're growing and you've got a virtual assistant for at least 10 hours a week, then it's slightly different because you've got someone on a consistent basis who's basically there all the time. So, you know, you you work out the hours you want them working and that's fine. If you've got someone that's a bit ad hoc, they're there for you, they're only working up to maybe five hours a week and they're kind of on and off depending what projects you're giving them, still don't give them full flexibility because what we find is a lot of of business owners, women particularly, kind of go, oh, you know what, as long as it's done by Friday, I don't care when you work, just do it, it's all good, right? But the problem with that is that You then start as the clients start to go, oh, when are they going to be finishing this and when are they online and I don't know when to communicate with them, set some boundaries.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah, I couldn't do that because maybe even though she's part-time, the one thing that she has to do is she does all the confirmations. So she's in at 8 a.m., she looks at the whole diary, she checks for all the confirmations, all the emails need to go out and that's her main job. I need Mm. to know she's going to be there 8 a.m. Philippine time. Yep. Um, even though she's only there for maybe an hour each day, but that's her start time and depending mm-hmm. how far her tasks go, it might be just an hour, it could be four hours. But, yeah, I could, oh, gosh, I couldn't go like any time, any time as long as it's done. <laughs> yeah, that's just me do. being a control freak. Oh, my
1: God, yeah, and, and me as well. My God, I couldn't handle it either. But but, but it's it's actually more the norm than you think. So mm. there's a lot of education around, you know, what works, with working with somebody offshore. Cause it is very different. You know, it is very different. You communicate differently. You, you have to be, uh, I think you've got to brief better. That's nice. probably something you've got to brief better than you would if someone was just sitting next to you, because you know, you can kind of have banter and conversation. So you've just got to be a better communicator I feel.
0: Mm. Well, this being a lifestyle show, um what are the changes it's done to be able to have you now have one your own virtual team and plus have a business that does virtual mm-hmm. assistants uh, what space has it created for you in your life or what you've actually witnessed with your clients
1: my god i can't tell you the space that it's given me i mean <laughs> i you know as i was saying before we hopped on on the podcast you know I've just been able to spend the whole morning taking my mum out to breakfast, down by the beach. You know, after this, I'll do a little bit of online work and make sure some of my clients are are getting what they need. But then I might go for a nice walk and just um, chill out. I've, I've just got calmness. I've got the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I can go on a five-week holiday, which I did to Canada this year, Mm -hmm. and actually switch off and not even have access to my emails. Um, My team runs everything for me, my phone doesn't ring, my, you know.
0: I, and can I, I just say, if you, your <laughs> listeners are with me, can you just hear the change in Christy's voice, like when she's talking about her life? It's like so, so calm and peaceful. Mm. Well, one question I ask you really, um, every really, uh, every interviewee is a lifestyle question. So what's the one thing that you do on a weekly basis or daily one activity that you do that fills up your level of happiness
1: interesting um the one thing that i do is actually around the child my children um it's it's not for me so much but it fills my cup because i know that i can spend time with my children and that means Whatever it may be, it's different every day, but I get to, for example, just lie down when my daughter gets home from school. She's in high school now. I get to just lie down on the bed with her when she crashes on her bed at the end of the school day and lie down and just chat with her and not think about the fact that, you know, there's work to be done or my phone's out there or whatever. And I lie down with my son, you know, every every morning and we read and we just sit there and chat. That's probably the thing that fills my cup the most, that I've created a business and a lifestyle that allows me the space to be totally present.
0: Mm, Present. Love it. Well, Christy Smith, how can they find out more about you?
1: Yeah, so just go to virtualelves.com.au, so that's elves plural. Um on the website it'll give you a, a good overview of who we are and and what we do and what we're all about. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and yes, everything.
0: You are on Instagram. You're <laughs> <see> everywhere. It. <laughs> love it yeah fantastic christmas Smith. thank you so much for sharing some amazing golden nuggets i think this one would have had everyone writing down rapidly if they're not I'm probably mm-hmm. going to go back and just write all these tips down uh thank you so much
1: and gotcha. um i'll see you around the traps hopefully very soon absolutely thanks annette thank you everybody
0: i'm sure today even if you have physical staff or if you have a team of virtual staff right now I know there's stuff that you would have taken away that you can implement right now, like even just how to get a lot of those tasks out of your head and down on paper. If you love today's show, make sure you do two things. One, share it with a woman that's going to help her with the business, be able to get a better lifestyle so she's not pulling out her hair and all stressed and burning out her adrenals. And secondly, remember these podcasts, I do them absolutely for free, is to get word out there to help more female entrepreneurs be able to be more aligned when they're working to have a bigger and brilliant life. So please do me a favor and just put a review in iTunes or in Stitcher. It means a bunch to me and it also helps other women out there know what to choose and what to listen to when they're wanting to actually grow their own knowledge. Until next week, have a fabulous week. Keep changing lives with your amazing businesses and make sure you continue to become the most happiest person that you know. Bye for now.